Hi, I'm Iman. And I'm Kurt. And this is Rebranding Mental Health. Thanks for joining us today. Today, the topic is going to be processing the pandemic and, and what, what that really means, what it's done to our brains, our bodies. We have COVID long haul. We've got all of these things that are happening right now. And uh, just really putting it into context and, and talking about how this particular topic really is essential to understanding rebranding in this moment in time because it's it's a lot if there were ever a a time better for rebranding of mental health i'm not sure what it would be (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i just i i think so too i think i think a need has been ignored and i don't want to be cynical um Maybe ignore is a pretty strong word, but <laughs> yeah, I think I think I'll, I'll own it. I'll own it and say that, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and say that I've definitely ignored things. I think we all have at at some point. Yeah, you know. Okay, you know me in words, <laughs> and all of you will learn my relationship, particularly with words, as we continue this podcast um, episode upon episode, but. Yeah, I I think that we've ignored, we've denied, we've suppressed, repressed, uh, all of those things. And and we've made some headway here and there with certain things, but I think it's it's time now. The pandemic has shown us where the cracks in the surface are and has widened some of them. And it's time. It's time to do the work. Yeah, so wow. There's so much to uncover in this, but I, I would say it's not a day goes by that I don't have a conversation, whether it be professionally with clients, colleagues, or personally, where people are talking about life. I want to say after COVID, even though it's not gone, but you know, it, it feels like it's, um, we were, we're stepping into life again as I watch NBA playoffs and I see all these people together in like one spot without masks on. And maybe actually it's more when I've watched, uh, European football, the soccer, oh, okay. then it really comes cause I still see people with masks on at the, at, um, NBA games, but wow. Like, it's kind of mind boggling how I look at that now. And I, and I, and I suddenly like all these feelings come up like, Ooh, that's naughty or that. I don't know. Naughty is a weird word. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry about that. But it just seems like this shouldn't, I don't think this is good, but yet it's so enjoyable to see people laughing and enjoying and cheering together and just a community of people. You know, and I think that's an excellent word, community. Mm. We've, during this pandemic, we've had to, we've, we've been forced to kind of think about what it means to be in a community, mm-hmm. what the interactions look like between us and the other people in our community. Right. 
I think a lot of us have been feeling that that need for community more acutely since the pandemic. But one of the great things about that is that we can now take a step back, mm-hmm. redefine what we consider to be our community and redefine how we connect with people in our community. Maybe this was sort of that that wake up call of an underlying need that wasn't really being addressed. Yes, yes. I think community was again one of those trending words. Uh, <laughs> I think you brought up an excellent point. Um, you were starting to make about uh, words that were trending or, mm. or, um, you know, things like that. Because during the pandemic, we have had a lot of things come up as kind of new trends. Like people talk a lot now about self care. I think that's amazing that that's now part of our vocabulary. Mindfulness has now become a part of our collective vocabulary in a way that it really wasn't before the pandemic. And a wise woman once said, mindfulness is not a trend or a concept. It is a practice. Mm. And, and that's, that's an Iman's newsletter (laughs) that she writes, which is very, very well written. Um, You could go on for hours just dissecting every line in that newsletter. I'm so, so impressed with, with it. But that was one of the things that really stuck with me was, you know, these are not trends. They're not just concepts. Um, They are practices. They're things that you have to do on a regular basis in order for them to work. Uh, The analogy that I really like is uh, if you are, if you're hungry, if you're, you know, you need to eat some food, you wouldn't wait until you are starving, exhibiting signs of starvation before you sought out food. You would say, Hey, I'm hungry. I, I need something to eat. You, mm. you would do that. So why would you think differently about, about self-care, about mindfulness, about mental health? Don't wait until you're in crisis mode to decide, Hey, these are some things that I need to look at. Yeah. These are things that you need to do on a regular basis, have it become a practice, have it become part of your regular routine. And isn't that what self-care is? Yeah. And, and, and that again speaks so to the point about words are powerful and self-care, you know, has become a trending word that people are like, Oh, self-care, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. People it's, or I feel, or selfish too. I hear that all the time. I just feel selfish taking this time for myself. And gosh, when did we become a society and have, maybe we all, we always have been a society who feels like putting your oxygen mask on first or equally valuing your needs to the needs of another is such a foreign concept. Mm-hmm. And when we do those things, it's selfish. Or it's, we consider it a luxury. Mm. Ooh, we yeah. consider it an extra yes. or something that you only do break, break glass in case of emergency. Well, and you know, it's like when you say luxury, that goes right into, you know, another topic area that will, be covering in a future podcast about accessibility resources. So I'm not going to allow us to go on that tangent, but in some cases they are a luxury. They are. And that's, that's part of the problem too. And, and part of the solution, you know, proposed solution, because I feel like I don't, 
I don't have all the answers. No one has all the answers. I feel this is a collaborative, this proposal, rebranding mental health program is really a proposal of a consortium of people, of professionals coming in and creating this programming under the direction of this, you know, this, the, not even the theory, the fact that our mind and body are connected, our mind, body, spirit, if you will. And again, spirit is one of those words that, mm, can you say that in the public schools? Right. right. And, and then it becomes political. And that's yeah. a whole nother topic also. So going back to that, you know, um, community, what you had said earlier, I think we more than ever, or perhaps, I mean, I, I know in my lifetime, we've experienced things together like 9-11, but 9-11 was experienced um, differently in some ways for some people. And, and just like the pandemic, but this is something we have all gone through together, collectively not only as a country, but as the world. How many globally can you really yes. say that that's the case, that the entire globe has that as a collective reference mm -hmm. point? So when you think about, we are all human, okay? So we're all human beings. And although we have lived in our society, and as long as I've been here, that hasn't, really emphasize that we've, we've put so much on our differences and there's, you know, this, the racism and sexism and all, all these kinds of things. But now this is our, this is an opportunity to ground our commonality. We've all experienced this pandemic and we have all suffered in some way. And so now what? Right. And does that create compassion mm. for, for, ourselves and for other people does right. that create connection you know when you can relate an experience in general assuming there you know aren't there's some outliers um that we have labeled you know we have labels for psychopath sociopath you know if we're going to be using labels which again we'll speak on that at another time but i think we are more empathetic when we can relate Absolutely. And so I, I think that this has created an opportunity to build empathy skills and compassion. And, and although in general, you know, we, we all have the, that capacity, I think because of certain modern day lifestyles, you know, or, or technology, I'm just going to say it like it is. Technology has been helpful and not so helpful. And, you know, the, the argument is, is it really the technology or the people who use it? Or is it really guns or the people who use them? Look, it's all of the above. Absolutely. Well said. So how do we, thank you. So how, how do we, where do we go from here? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Once you, you know, the first step is always, can you define the problem? Can you, can you see where we've been, how we've gotten to the place that we're at today? Where do we want to move from here? And you can't really answer that question until you've fully, fully grasped 
the issue at play? Where, how did we get here? Exactly. Yep, I, I agree. So we are going to wrap up and we hope that you join us for our next podcast coming soon. Thanks again. I'm Iman. And I'm Kurt. We'll see you soon for Rebranding Mental Health.